Yo, 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 welcome back again to the Holiday the 13 podcast. I am your illustrious host, John Holiday, and we're back again for all my horror head, sci-fi geeks, and fantasy freaks. We have another special one for y'all today, or we have a special one uh, for you guys today. I'm here with two very special guests, uh, Birdstash of Birdstash Media and Crown Vic, or you may know on Instagram as Junk in the Trunk. Go ahead and introduce yourselselves. What up? This is Birdstash from Birdstash Media. What's up, Crown Vic? <laughs> so we, we've been planning this for a minute. Uh, when I first started this podcast, these are one of the first two people I uh, put on to or uh, hit them to it, ask, ask them about it, input or insight. And they've been uh, listeners, been telling me what, what they like, what they don't like. So I'm very appreciative of it. So, yeah, that, my A1 since day one as far as this uh, podcast goes, they've been guests. On my other podcast, Black Audacity Podcast, uh, Shameless Plug. So since we did that, we've been waiting to get into it. So uh, Tower Heads, Tower Rats, that's where we met. That's where we be. So, well, we're not in town right now. Well, we're at the house. So well, one of the good things I like about Tower, you always meet good people. You always meet cool, fun people. And we got to talking, realized we both had things in common. Crown Vic is an avid reader. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Haven't read in a minute. Started one book. Albert Camus, The Plague. Oh, you that's yeah. your favorite author, right? Yeah. Well, I like um, The Stranger. That, that was the first one. That, that was him? Yeah. I just finished um, Rabbit uh, Rabbit Run, John Updike. Oh, You okay. ever read that one? Mm-hmm. All right, this I got nothing to do with what we're talking about. Oh, I guess it do because we're talking about books. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what I'm going to name this yet, but we all talk, uh, talking about books. And then Birdstash, Anthony, we, we always talking about movies and shit. So mm-hmm. it seemed apropos to have them both on here since we're talking about a series that is based on on a book, uh, Goosebumps. So, he, uh, Birdstash was telling me, you're a fan of the books. Yeah, well, I read them all when I was a kid. So, I mean, like, I haven't read them in a long time, in the 90s. So. I know, because I got the information. For anybody that doesn't know, it could be some uh, uh, young youngsters listening. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope so. So, we're talking about the Goosebumps series, which the original run was 1992 through 1997. And this was a book series by R.L. Stein. Um, and it was 62 books. I was not aware of that. So, yeah. and, and this was some more information I was was not aware of. Between 1999 and ni- between 1990 and 1999, um, Goosebumps Children's Series made the top 20 list of most challenged books. And between 2000 and 2009, it made the top 100. But the object- objections came from parents who felt the books were too frightening for kids <laughs> and were satanic in a cult. <laughs> so I had no idea that happened. So you guys that don't know, uh, Goosebumps was a, a, a series catered or um, aimed towards preteens. I'll say about 12 to 15. Yeah, yeah, it was, say, a, yeah. It was about junior pre-teen. high. Junior yeah. high, yeah. yeah. But, I read them in elementary. So, but Did like, you? Yeah. Like I, I remember the book. I didn't read them in elementary. I remember liking the yeah, covers and whatnot. Yeah, that's the like probably the only series other than like the Babysitters Club. I read oh, all those too. Okay. When, Babys- yeah, <laughs> when you would when you would buy them at the Scholastic Fair. Yeah, I, 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 I hey, never they still have that. I'll say I never got to buy them, but I'd be there. Oh, I did. I didn't sell enough uh, pizza tickets. I didn't get you know. But no, anyway. So it was. It's a horror series for kids. So. Me always being in the creepy weird shit, I, I always liked them for the for the cover art alone. Yeah. So yeah. the the one I remember mostly was the the was it called the Tower of Terror or the Henchman? Oh. I remember the Tower. I remember one with the Henchman, of course. The one with the mask, 
Yeah. Uh, that was my favorite one, and uh, the the Night of the Living Dummy. I think that's the most that's, yeah, classic the most popular. One. Slappy uh, is like Slappy. Name. Yeah, like, actually, everyone knows Slappy. I actually have a Slappy doll in my Amazon cart, but uh, <laughs> uh, I got to work a little more overtime for all of that. <laughs> but so that is uh, what we're going to be talking about today: is the new uh, Hulu series that came out this year. But I just wanted to give a little backstory about the book series itself. And it was actually a Fox Kids show from 1995 and it had four seasons. And the Fox Kids show uh, is what made me really love Goosebumps. Yeah, that damn too. theme song is so underrated. That, that uh, was fire. Do, 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 do. So fire. So <laughs> and, fire. And then the dog eyes started glowing. So the one I remember most, do you, do you both have a favorite one? I can't remember. Um, not really, okay. no. I, I can't. Well, I'm going to tell you mine. Yeah. I'm going to tell you mine and y'all think about it. So my favorite one and the one that actually scared me the most was uh, the, the the piano lessons. When the, when, the, when the boy was getting piano lessons and he would chew his fingers and they're like, don't chew your fingers. And it turned out it was a ghost oh, or some yeah. shit like that. That one was the scariest one. Uh... So, and the one with the mask, those are the two I like the most. So the I mask like, is a good one. I <laughs> like that they worked it into the new series. So that was a kid series. And in 2015, there was a movie with Jack Black. And in 2018, I didn't know there was another Goosebumps movie. Yeah, we just discovered that the other night ourselves. Yeah, I haven't even seen that one. Yeah, I had, I had no <laughs> idea. So, but the one we're talking about today is the Hulu series. And that one stars uh, Justin Long, not John Leguizamo. <laughs> oh uh, my God. I swore it was John Leguizamo. We uh, actually just got into an argument last night about how long it took for them to introduce Justin Long into the series. Oh, because he was only in the first episode and he didn't come back for a while, right? Uh, no, he was in every single episode. But he came in only like 10 minutes. In. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's and true. And I forgot. Actually, the first so, whole episode. They, they, inter they introduced <laughs> him second. within the first 10. I, I had to cue it up because they wouldn't believe me in the argument last night. And it was like 10 minutes and 50 seconds. So, I rewatched so, it last so, night. Uh, so you already was the on. You already uh, uh, discussed the show without me? Uh, my, feel, my feelings are hey, hurt. We were, <laughs> we're on those two <laughs> we, we, we were trying to prepare last oh, okay, night. Okay, okay, okay. I just we'll, have to remember pinpoints, we'll, you know? We'll call it practice. So, uh, yeah, the show stars Justin Long, Zach Morris, uh, Will Price, Rachel Harris, Isa Branes, Miles McKenna, and Anna Ying Pooing. Isabella. Her name is Isabella on the show. I probably butchered her name. And it was a 10-episode series on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. And the length was perfect for me. I, was, mm -hmm. I can't be doing them 15, 18 season episodes. But so before we actually get into the episodes and break them down bit by bit and talk about what we like and uh, didn't like on the, on the whole, what did you think of the series itself? I liked it. I loved it. Like, I was hooked. I, it got me like a couple episodes in. Yeah, it got me like a couple episodes in, but um, I actually rewatched the first one last night and I thought it was kind of interesting how I didn't realize like they literally introduced every character. Like, Oh, oh, they did like a camera thing. Yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. like, and I was thinking about it and they like specify it to like which books they're from. Like, you know, yes. the mask one, yes. the worms, yeah. uh, say cheese and die mm -hmm. for the Polaroid. No, I, I like that. I like, yeah. see, okay, well, we're on the same page. <laughs> what did you like about it? Yeah, or I, did I, you like it? I I, I loved it. It okay. was like like you said, it was the perfect length, an hour hour show, and it was mm -hmm. what like nine episodes. I believe it was ten altogether. It was ten, yeah. yeah. So ten hours altogether. It was mm -hmm. it was perfect. And length. not even now, I think they're like forty five minutes each. Yeah, yeah like something like that or something like that. So what you were saying, I did like, and that's what got me into it. That how every episode was a book. I didn't mm -hmm. realize that because uh, initially I didn't like the first episode. 
Uh, but I liked the second episode, but then I didn't like the third episode. <laughs> but then when I watched the fourth one, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. Each yeah. character gets gets their book. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the It's re- like the um the who's like the most like the main ca- character in each book, you know? Like yes, what yes. happens to them is each like character. So what what I didn't <laughs> like is I thought it was just gonna be I thought it was gonna be the whole camera thing for the whole mo- uh, for the whole series that they was gonna have to figure out the camera so I'm like ah oh, that's gonna get stale yeah. but then they did away with that and then mm-hmm. it was the mask so then it all tie it, it ties in that uh each each episode is based on an item at first that they get from the from the house mm-hmm. yeah so that that that's okay so we'll talk about the plot and then get in all that so I thought that was cool so Again, for you guys that don't know, Goosebumps is based on a book series. So what the show did is take every uh, every episode was centered around a, a specific book. So for instance, you say cheese and die. That mm-hmm. was a, that was a book amongst itself, mm-hmm. and so they made a whole episode about it. So I did I did like that. Then you had callbacks to The Mask, which was one of our favorites from the original show and yeah. favorite <laughs> book. So I like how they brought that in to eat worms and die. I do remember that. So yeah. I could kind of see the covers. When uh, each uh, episode would start, so I thought that was cool. So the way the show is set up, um, they have this party at this uh, house has been abandoned. Um, okay, let me just—I'm sorry. A group of it's a group of five high schoolers embark on a shadowy and twisted journey to investigate a, the tragic passing three decades earlier of a team named Harold Biddle, while also unearthing dark secrets from their parents' past. So that's that's the. That's what Hulu wrote. I didn't write that. But <laughs> I got that from the Google. I was going to say that. All was official. Right. That, was, that, was, that, was, that was a perfect synopsis there. That was pretty good. Because what I was going to say, these motherfuckers. No, I'm playing. So, uh, so that's the setup. So what what happens, the um, the inciting incident is they're at the uh, uh, Halloween party. So mm-hmm. they broke into Justin Long's house because yes. he just bought the. He just inherited it. He just inherited yeah. the house. Yeah. But you don't find that out. Yeah, later. we don't find out until yeah. later. So it's a haunted house. And in each kid each uh student they find an item or come in contact with an item in the house and that sets the uh the the events in place so i thought that was cool how uh because it would make sense how all this supernatural and all this freaky shit all comes around from the same uh place of origin so i thought that was cool the way the the way they set that up so what we're going to do now is go through each episode, not in great length, but we going. I'm just going to read the synopsis, and then whatever you do, remember we'll talk about it. So the very first episode, say cheese and die. During a Halloween party at the Biddle House, star quarterback Isaiah discovers an old camera that causes his life to uh, spiral. So I did like this one, and I didn't realize how much. Have you seen the movie Polaroid? Mm-mm. It's it's fairly new, but I didn't realize how much Polaroid borrowed borrow from that. But basically, that's this plot of the movie Polaroid. They find this old camera, and it's act, it's the same camera because didn't that camera flip up or something? Yeah, yeah. it's the same one, like and, the one where the flash came up. You know? Yes. Yeah. So in in the in the movie Polaroid, when they take the picture, the person ends up dying some 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 way. So mm-hmm. I, I never realized how how much the, uh, the camera was able to tell their 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 future. Their it, it didn't really tell how they died. It's yeah. just uh their face would be blacked yeah. out or something and, and that would be the next person to die. So what do you think about the first episode? First episode was dope. I lo- I loved like I just said where that every every picture they 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 took on the camera kind of told what their what was going to happen to them somehow in the future. Mhm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I like um, how they put like each character within contact of with something, something in the, the house. house. Yeah, so yeah, I, the worms. 
The egg, because the... Uh, he the, had it in the cup when he was talking to Margot. And I did not notice the, the yeah. cuckoo clock at first. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So another thing, what yeah, you were saying... Yeah, when they came back to that. But well, that's well, a later, that was that's the, a later episode. That was the third episode. Yeah. Because uh, I was going back and forth. I liked the yeah. first, second, and like the third. But what you were saying about how the... Um, Everybody that's going to be important in the show really is introduced in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I know some shows don't do that. They they want to keep you guessing. But I did like how you go through the school and then you see each uh, uh, character. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out who's going to be important. Because yeah. I really thought it was just going to be about Isaiah, Mike. And for some reason, his girlfriend just yeah, disappears. I his, yeah, I his, she's like uh, gone within like the second episode. Second episode. episode. Yeah, and, and, I thought she was going to be a major role in and, the series. And, and, and too. I like her. What's her name? Oh, yeah, oh, I don't well, even only because I, I I see her on a uh, TikTok, but I do not know her name. Oh no, I see her on Instagram, but she uh, makes TikToks. But I'm at to look for her name and not get sidetracked. But <laughs> no, I, no, because I think she's really funny. That's why I was like, oh shit, she's she's on the show because I only see her. She goes out in the woods and um, she does videos on. Yeah, uh, she's she was one of the ones the the first ones to disappear in the series. She's one of the people that aren't like in the books. She okay. Um, yeah. Damn, I said a name. Uh, Raining, Raining Pain, Allison. So she's in five episodes. I didn't even realize that. Cause, uh, but anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. But no, <laughs> I did like her. Yeah. No, I did <laughs> like her. So I thought it was going to be about uh, them too. So anyway, the show it does set up the characters nicely. So you have the dynamic. I did like the juxtaposition with the star quarterback being best friends. He has a gay best friend. Not that that's a big deal, but I like how the show didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah. I always say I like how, how people can just be characters and not their characteristics. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't play into any type of stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. They, just, they just made him another character. Just made him another character. But, but um, yeah, but I do like how he's the star quarterback. He's the jock, but he's he's like a good kid, basically. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, he has a girlfriend whom just disappears. Uh, <laughs> his his next door neighbor, best friend. So I'm like, oh, they gonna fall in love. Yeah. So the, I, all that shit was cute. I was watching yeah, it with a little attitude. I'm watching with attitude. Like, oh, y'all gonna do this to me, man? Just show me some scary <laughs> shit. I ain't trying to uh, uh, fall in love. So with the first episode, if you had to give it a, a, a grade through one in ten, what would you say? I think it was one of my favorite episodes. I would rank it that one at probably about nine. About nine, what would you say? I don't know. I would say like at first glance because I didn't even remember the first episode until uh-huh. I rewatched it last night. So, so you don't have a number? No, I can't. I didn't prepare. I didn't. Time, I didn't tell y'all we was gonna do number grades. <laughs> well, the first time that I seen it, I didn't even remember it, and so the second time when I rewatched just that episode, I actually only like watched the first three over. But I thought it was interesting because I was like, I didn't even realize they introduced every character. Like this is crazy. Like. I was already set up. Like, so you you already had the, the the knowledge when you went in. So yeah. the ep- first episode again, I didn't like it that much, but I did like that. I did like the acting. I did like how it was set up, and I do like the directing and and, and all of that. I just I just didn't know it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be a different show when I watched it. So I give it like a five or a six. Well, see, but that's only because of the personal thing. I thought it was good. I just thought it was going in a different direction. See, a lot of a lot of people we've talking to about this this series. Everyone keeps talking about how. How the first, hurt. He the just they go keep rubbing three. it in. <laughs> Everybody we've the, been talking to the, the, before we talk to you. 
<laughs> Go ahead. The first three episodes, everyone was like, no, I, I couldn't get past the first three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the very, they're kind of slow. They are. Mm-hmm. Like, the very first episode is underrated because there's so many Easter eggs. I, I in will that say first that. Episode. I will say that. Like Crown Vic said, I did go back and put the uh, first episode back on, and it did make me appreciate it more. Yeah. But, but, but in shows, I know that people say it takes about three episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to get to four before I made any judgment. And I end up watching, I think at this time, it was only at eight. Uh, so the whole series wasn't out yet. Yeah. So I yeah. end up watching however many was out. I end up watching it all. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, I'm getting into it. Yeah, it's so, got a slow start. It does. So the second episode, which I like, because it, it played into the shit I like, uh, and this is The Haunted Mask. At the Halloween party, Isabella discovers a mask that gives her confidence and starts to control her life. So I like I like this episode because it was one of the ones from the original books that I like because I remember the um, the book cover and the original kids show. Uh, that was one of my favorite episodes yeah, too. Yeah, I'd say that's like the most memorable from mm-hmm. the '90s show. Is yeah, that, that and Slappy. Yeah. So what did that, you think of this episode? Do you have any? <clears throat> I liked it, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting how she was introduced, like with the mask mm-hmm. at first, and then um, my favorite part about it is that she's the troll. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of yeah, that that was. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say how they they originally introduced her as a troll, mm-hmm. not realizing later on she's that gonna look she like a troll. Was yeah. gonna end up <laughs> turning into what she actually is. Yeah. So I did like this episode because it gave us a bit of a dynamic character. Isabella's character I do like. So she's kind of a loner outcast. Mm-hmm. She has a fraught relationship with her mm-hmm. parents, but she's like a, a AV nerd and stuff like that. And yeah. they don't really remember her name, I think uh Zach Morris character, I forget. Oh, Isaiah. He what was he calling her? Stephanie or something? Uh, did he find Yeah, he was calling her by the wrong name for yeah. a while. Yeah. And then when she finally turned like, oh, that's your name? So I I I did like her character. But he's the jock and but she's like the loner. So yeah, the the, the A V like, kid. Yeah. So but what I did like is that she was me in high school. That was you. You you weren't no troll though, were you? I wasn't a troll. I was I was just the AV nerd. In I was high like, school. you the, you the AV kid. I mean, you the AV nerd now. I was like, how would you troll back in the days? Yeah. Gossiping. I guess. Uh, um, <laughs> was gonna say um, uh, not the book. <laughs> right, right on the uh in the yearbook. Yeah. You know how people used to do that? Write bullshit in the yearbook. Oh, so man. no, I did like that. It gave her um bit of autonomy. Because, yeah, she was bullied, but she was starting all that shit, so that's how she got her her power. But then when she got the mask and started fucking with people, I like that. I like when she told the principal or the guidance counselor and the other dude that broke her her drone. I like her going off of, like, fuck you, fuck your mama. She didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing, of course. I can't. Where she beat his ass with a skateboard. Oh, that didn't come to the end of the episode, yeah. but but I like that too. But and it's then, like the mask is taking over her in that scene, you and, know? Yes, yes, and yes. So. And then uh, and then they were like, "Damn, Isabella," or something like that, because they're like, "She's pretty strong," because something else happened. And they're like, "Oh no, she's pretty strong." But no, I did like that, and I did like how that tied into why uh, old boy got hurt, because he was the one end up eating the worm. Yeah. So then that comes back when they got a fight, and he's like, "Oh well, shit, she was pretty strong." So episode two, I really liked. And I was hoping I would be hooked by then, but then episode three came. So we're not going to do the letter gra- number grades because I didn't prepare y'all for that. But uh, I did like episode two. 
Oz and uh, yes, that was a hunted mask, and I liked the character of Isabella as well. Yeah, and I liked how she was acted. I, I forget the actress name. Oh no, it's Anna Ying uh, Pooing. I'm not know if I'm saying her last name right. There but were I, there were a lot of people in this show that it I've was never too. heard of. It was, and that was another thing I like. It they was a fre- it was fresh actors. face yeah. for me at least. Uh, yeah, of course, I, I recognized uh, Justin Long, who yeah. who who <laughs> is an incredible actor. At no this matter point, what he does. I was gonna say at this point we just gotta uh, give Justin Long his flowers for. Just being in every fucking horror for project from uh, yes. uh Jeepers Creepers. And I was gonna mention that <laughs> that that I have a bit of a troubled relationship with because I do love that movie <laughs> till I found out about the director. I love Accepted. Yeah. Oh <laughs> the college movie. Yeah. I do love that movie. And I do he, love that he movie. He was also the gay character in gay, um, gay, gay porn star. And Zach and Mary make a porno. He was in that movie. Yeah, he was the gay porn star. He was he went by Justin Long. Oh, <laughs> wait. So was he playing like a um, what's it called when you're like yourself? Like a gigolo. You, yeah, he was. No. He was playing no. basically himself. Oh. Yeah. Other other oh, than the yeah, gay yeah, yeah. portion of it. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if I seen that movie. I thought you were. Uh, I was thinking about the one with uh, Vince Vaughn. I can't think. Oh, the breakup. I think. No, it's called. it was with. Uh, I know what you're talking Seth about. Rogan. Yeah, it was a. Um, it was a um, Kevin Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just I can't remember seeing it. So the third episode, the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. This one kind of lost me, but but. But I do oh, like James. I, love this I do like James. I do like him. So at the Halloween party, James finds himself reliving the same night until his crush helps him break the time loop. But his fairy tale soon becomes a nightmare. And James is played by Mike Miles McKenna. So I do like James. This is Isaiah's best friend. So since you like this episode, go ahead. My my favorite part of this episode was it kind of gave a, a Groundhog's Day. Yeah, the time. Yeah, uh, it was just that that re loop living mm-hmm, over and mm-hmm. over. But it was instead of instead of twenty four hours, mm-hmm. he only had one hour. So what I did like it is it gave a, a opportunity to like kind of show the courtship between yeah. him and his, and his crush. I forget what was his name. I forget Sam. the. Was it Sam? Sam. Okay, so James had a crush on Sam, so they're at this party, and then they're kind of awkward, but then when he when they do it the second time, he mm-hmm. knows what to say. So, I mean, I thought that was cool. He starts I'm like, learning and building. Yeah, so I'm like, to be young again, and then they finally break the curse to where they can leave, because the thing is, whenever he leaves the house, it starts back over. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a first force field he goes yes through, it's like a then, force field and then yes. it's like a portal so, he just goes back to the same exact spot so for however many times he left did he ever say how many times it happened no i don't believe so but it was about like five or six at least so what i did like about this is it sets up future uh episodes because what we don't know at this point is every time he leaves this forest field, uh, forest field he creates a duplicate of himself yeah mm-hmm. or which come back later so i did like Again, once I got into it, I did like how every, every um, episode set up the next. So I did like that. So the Cuckoo Clock of Doom, it didn't it didn't get me at first. I really didn't like it. The only thing that kept me interested in this one was, again, the the character of James because I think the actor play, plays him well. And I, I just think his, his story was cool. Again, uh, I've been out of high school for a long time, but it's cool. Just I remember being that young and dumb and... Well, yeah. you know, be like, damn, I wish I could have had that night again and again and again and know yeah. what to say. So I, I thought that was cool. That tugged at my little, uh, my little curmudgeon old uh, jaded heartstrings. It just gave me the great memory of uh, 
Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day, Bill Murray, classic. One of, oh, one uh, of the greatest movies. Uh, Harold Ramis, I think, directed yeah. that. that. That's the movie that they fell out over after Groundhog Day. Yeah. That's why they weren't friends no more. So, a uh, little, little trivia for you right there. Yeah. So, episode four. And Cuckoo Clock of Doom is Burr's favorite. It, it's cool for me, but... I'd say, yeah, no, it's one of my favorites, like, as far as the book goes, that I remember. It's oh, so, yeah, what, did you, what, uh, what all did you think about it? I'm sorry. I No, oh, of this episode? Uh, uh, Cuckoo Clock of Doom, yeah. Yeah, I love this one. Uh, like you said, the dynamic of him going back, and then also um, the fact that... Like in the other one, the uh, Isabella, she's getting taken over by the mask, and then mm-hmm. she has like her confidence, you know, mm-hmm. when she mm-hmm. has the mask on. And then so you see her a couple times, but you don't realize like how the internet acts yeah. until yes. it keeps yeah. going back to the scene. So it did make me appreciate it uh, as the show went on because I didn't realize what the fuck was really going on. And then I was like, oh shit, they. Shit happened in the house. That's why she got like the mask cap- from the house. His confidence mm-hmm. is going up in it too. Like oh, the as whole episode two. Oh yeah, because yeah, he because uh, like after the fourth time when he realizes he's in a time loop. Yeah, he's pretty smug. Isaiah Not smug like in a he's bad way. Crazy. Yeah, after his episode, yeah. He just feels like he's like alone and like no one's like understanding him except for Margot. I will say this about the first episode that I didn't mention when we were talking about it. It did get pretty. Um, it was a, some pretty cool imagery. Now, I didn't expect the mo- the show to be gory or too scary because I knew it was on Disney Plus and Hulu. Mm-hmm. But I will say for the first episode, uh, the my sensibilities, it didn't scare me. But I did like some of the imagery because it was a scene when he's playing football and everybody's on fire and shit. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, yeah. And he the, broke. The ghost is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Biddle. Yeah. And then when he broke his arm. I mean, that was pretty effective for me. And uh, and again, I know it's for a younger audience, but yeah, I thought that was for, pretty cool. I, did, I didn't mention that, so so thanks for jogging my memory on that yeah, one. Yeah, and that's how it connects him to um, the mom of the cafe. Wait, how, wait. That's how he uh, she tries to give him a picture oh, and show him, and yes, then the dad yes, comes out, yes, so that's yes. the parents get introduced yes, there, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's um, um, not... Uh, Nora. Nora is yeah. Lucas's Lucas mom. Lucas mom. Yeah. Okay. But the one thing that I, I that still wasn't clear to me was how how was Nora able to be the only parent to see Biddle. So do you remember when um when they go back in 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 when the parents were in high school? Yeah. So do you remember when Slappy had looked at her and it's like it's, uh, it's something different about this one because remember she sensed yeah. the evil and slappy so Nora just has clairvoyance it, it's, it's hinted it doesn't specific oh, okay. uh, uh, I mean explicitly say but uh, yeah it was, it was a scene where um, Harold like way later was it Harold what's the main dude's name Biddle the, yeah is it, uh, is it Harold, Harold Biddle? Biddle yeah okay well I'd say uh, yeah Biddle. Biddle so yeah Harold Biddle when he had slappy in high school uh, we're, we're jumping ahead. We're, we're, this is going to make sense in a minute. <laughs> but when uh, he has Slappy in high school, he looks at Nora, young Nora, and he says, yeah, something different about this one. And I think he said, um, I don't like this one or something like that. And then when when he sees her uh, earlier, he's like, oh, yeah, you, you've always seen or something. He didn't say you always seen, but he said something specifically to Nora. Yeah. So Nora is just, she has the, the sight, I guess. That's why mm. she knows everything. Uh, yeah, so she could she she knew something was up. Yeah, <clears> she <throat> was the only one that knew something yeah. was up. Right, on, it was her on I- that scene. It was her idea 
to uh, steal Slappy. She said the dog yeah. is evil. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Because she sensed it. So the fourth, epi- fourth episode, which is about Lucas, her son, so good segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Halloween party, Luca takes home Lucas takes home worms. He soon finds out are, are no ordinary worms. So what did I like about this episode? This is one of my favorites. And, it, and, and mainly because I do like the relationship between Nora and Lucas. It's very well acted. I really didn't expect to be emotionally resonating uh, with these characters True, the, yeah. the way I did. But, you know, you, anytime you got a mother and son shit, you know, who who's not going to uh, uh, family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so Lucas' character is a very interesting character. So his father has passed by the time the show has started. And so now Lucas is just an asshole daredevil shit. He just, he's like a, I'm not asshole, I meant to say jackass. Like the show jackass. Uh, he's always doing stunts and he's always the fucking worms, shit up. The worms made his personality super advanced. So when he ate the worms, he was um, invincible at this yeah. point. So he's already doing his jackass shit. So again, the worms kind of took on the same effect as the mask. But what I did like about it again was, the the relationship between actual characters and then the acting by the actual actors and I like that it's it it didn't show the the beginning of him and um Margot's relationship because I remember he told her he mm-hmm. liked her in the yeah. first episode or something yeah he sits next to her at the football oh. game and you know what's funny about I that think. when they first showed Margot I thought she was a teacher or something because uh. <laughs> she was sitting there reading I'm like I know she's supposed to be one of these students because she's like don't call me dad are you um uh yeah don't uh don't call me sweetie here. And I'm like, is that supposed to be his wife? It did. Oh, she said yeah, dad. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, no, that's when she's reading at the football She's game. reading the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, or is so, that no, the she's, pep she's at the, the pep rally. rally. That's the pep yeah. rally. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I thought she was. And I think it's because the way she was dressed and she was reading the book. So, yeah, I thought she was supposed to be one of the teachers or something. But anyway. And once again, that's the first episode. Okay, all right, after I watched it again, I did, like, just initially, I didn't like it. So, I say a seven. I did say five. I'm being too harsh on it. But, uh, <laughs> no, I did like her budding romance, Lucas and Margot. Yeah, because- I actually did like that, too. I actually liked Margot after that point, like, more. Same. Like, I feel like she, like, got out of her shell and she wasn't, like, Became more know, of a character. Yeah, yeah, like, actually became, like, a friend to everyone instead yeah. of, like, She's not just really not just Isaiah's because her and Isaiah have a little fraught relationship yeah. because they're best friends and then she's like you only call me when you need me yeah. and but his I'm girlfriend like, does not like and, his, well, and the girl actually is, she's the first one to see Biddle isn't she because the she's girlfriend? in the yeah, she's in the forest when they run away from the party. Oh, yes. And, but she and, and we don't she see her again. You, you don't know <laughs> if she sees the Biddle or not because all she really sees in the forest is a shadow. Is the shadow, yeah. yeah. I think... That's when the Polaroid comes out and then he realizes, like... It's some fucked up shit. Is yeah, and then she fuck see, shit going he on. sees Margot's picture. So, uh, and, and I mentioned the acting, and again, thank you for jogging my memory because when she cusses out, when Margot's character, when Margot cusses out Isaiah, like a... Uh, you only call me when you need me or I'm supposed to be your friend. And like, I'm like, damn, these high schoolers be going through it. Right, that little right. pu- puberty besting ass. Like, that, <laughs> but you know what? I remember them days. Yeah. Like, that shit was all that mattered. I'm your friend, but you got a girlfriend. Like, like real heartbreak. In 10 years, ain't none of this shit going to matter, but it mean everything right mm-hmm. now. So, so again, yes, it was tugging at my damn heartstrings and I didn't want to do it. I just wanted to sit here and, and uh, I actually thought it was going to be lean more into the comedy it kind of did when with, with justin long's character but we're gonna get into him because i think 
Oh, no, we got another episode before we talk about him. Um, so anyway, Go Eat Worms, I did like that episode too. And I did like, again, how it kind of, we kind of have a reason behind Lucas' character because mm-hmm. he's just, he acts immature and weird through the whole uh, show. And he looks, and he looks older out of all the kids. So I don't know if it was hinted at that he's like um, challenged or something. But then his dad ends up, um, dying doing yeah. the same thing Lucas does, so I guess that's how he, you know, stays connected with him and stuff. So and that's I, why he acts out. Yeah. So that stuff yeah. was real touching. And then at the end of the episode, you find out that his his dad didn't die from on accident. trying to be a daredevil yeah, on accident. Yeah. That he, he was actually trying to kill himself on a mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't expect all that in in this series. So I was like, you know what, show? All right. So after, and I think this was the episode. And that's number four. And it usually takes three episodes. So by that episode, I was heavily invested. Because I'm like, oh, okay, y'all, y'all came to play today. So go eat worms. By that time, uh, yeah, I love the show already. And again, this is one of, the, one of the better acted shows. And I do like Nora, the character Nora, who's played by Rachel Harris. So, yeah, I do like that. So number five, Reader Beware, which if you know, that's was at the end of every book. Uh, or the beginning, I was like, Earl yeah, Stein's catchphrase. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I, yeah. might, I might call this episode uh, <laughs> Reader Beware. Uh, so Mr. Bratt, which is Justin Long's character, uh, gives Margot an old scrapbook that sends her to 1993 and her mom, well, when her mom was a student at Port Lord High. So in this episode, it pretty much tells the backstory of everything. Uh, this is when we find out that the ghost of Biddle uh, has been, pretty much possessed uh, Justin Long's character, Mr. Brat, and he's trying to get his shit back because they didn't took they didn't took all the shit at the house and he's trying to get Slappy. He doesn't know where Slappy is. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is this hunted scrapbook or enchanted scrapbook. Now I don't remember this book or the original if this wasn't a was this one a book? I don't remember it. I don't know because the well the parents characters aren't in anything like mm-hmm. as far as book series go no i mean the the actual uh part about the scrapbook is there a, a, a is there rl stein goosebumps book about not that i remember yeah i don't remember it was yeah. 62 of them motherfuckers so i don't remember either <laughs> but this one i didn't know if this one was created for the show i never read them yeah, we yeah <laughs> that's why i talked to her about the book see i thought he read them before i talked to him like oh no that was that was Vic that read him. I was like, all right, I'll talk to her about the literature. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so I don't remember if this one was based on a book or if it was an original series. But Oh, so, you know what? I do think actually uh, the villain, the one that possesses him, mm-hmm. I think there is a um, a book because he's like a magician. Saying so he has like a... He's like a magician. It's I, I can't remember the name of the book. I think there is one. You know, I should have Googled that. You know, yeah. I, I'm normally I'm more prepared. It sounds so, familiar. That's why, like, thinking back on it, I'm pretty sure there is something or he's mentioned at some point, you know? So I did like this one because it did go into the backstory and it shows that Harold uh, in school was a bit of a loner. But so in the in the in the first episode, it starts off with like a flashback and it shows Harold. It just shows uh, when he's already possessed by Slappy, so we just think he's a weird kid and an asshole yeah. and shit. But it, no, it shows him going down to the basement and everything. Yeah, and, but and his, uh, when he was leaving you know? school, maybe he was like angry and shit. So, yeah, yeah, and, he but was a loner, and so like Slappy comforted. Yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. And then in episode one, they they sh- they show that's when they first introduce him, mm-hmm. and they they show him playing with the worms mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. 
this episode shows the but it doesn't shows it shows the everything. cameras but it doesn't reveal mask, it doesn't yeah. reveal everything yeah. but yes it does set everything up but it doesn't reveal everything and then we just see his house blow up and and, and some fire skull shit but it doesn't show what happened so this is what I liked about this one is it shows that he actually got along with people after he uh him and Margot Margot's mother I forgot her name but they oh, were, yeah. were pretty much crushing on each yeah. other at the time. So Harold was coming out it of the It kind of seemed shell. like they were, they were about to date. Yes. So I did like that. But then slap. And, and, and Harold, too, has a bit of a relationship, a fraught relationship with his parents. And it, and, it, and it's mentioned that he can't get kicked out of another school. So I'm guessing he was somewhat of a problem child. Yeah. So, so I did like how it shows that yes, they were all friends, they all got along, if not for this uh, possession thing, but then it, that comes into play later when we find out that it, he inherited inherited Slappy or something like that, right? Uh, Biddle did. So anyway, it shows this, and this show, and this episode pretty much is the whole series in in a in a nutshell right here. So again, it shows all the the worms, the mask, and things like that. And, and it's it, actually in a couple of scenes because mm-hmm. it watches him or you watch him walk into the house, and mm-hmm. then the cuckoo clock goes off, mm-hmm. and then he goes down. The mask is there. Mm-hmm. The Polaroid camera's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worms are there. He feeds the worms or something, or and, puts more in. I can't remember. And so the kids are able to see this because they get stuck in a scrapbook that again takes them back to 1993, and they're there. So and and what I like about this episode is he's actually telling the story. Mm-hmm. So the kids are there to be. Oh, so what happened? So as he's telling them, they don't know that they're stuck in this scrapbook. So it, it, it's like a bit of a meta commentary. That's where like the magician stuff like came in. Yeah, I think yeah, too. yeah. They actually explain that a little bit yeah so yeah. it's actually some supernatural shit so what 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 happens and i'm i don't want to give away too many spoilers so what happens is this uh ma- magician um oh no it's not revealed in this episode see it, we get to is it i was like is it not this yeah one? you're yeah. jumping you're jumping ahead oh sorry, yeah we're, my, we're, we're getting to part of this okay. is the one um when he's telling the story, but he doesn't tell about the ma- magician part. This is the one when they just see their parents and then they think their parents killed Harold. Oh, okay. So, okay. so at, what at happened? At this point, this isn't this when Margot first realizes that the scrapbook is is where she can see every situation through the episode. So at the end of the episode, what what and what is pretty cool that is is only from Harold's perspective. So this is when the kids are like, "Damn, our parents killed him." But then when they tell their side of the story, it makes more sense, more yeah. cohesive story. So mm-hmm. uh, Harold pretty much explains the story that he got along with him, and then they were being his friend and make fun of him. Slappy convinces Harold that they're just making fun of him, they're not his real friends, and that his crush really likes Isaiah's dad. And, you know, so when he does his ventriloquist routine, he pretty much talking shit, talking about you ain't a virgin, you was sucking dick in the locker room. He don't say that, but he was saying all kind of shit. He, but like, wrote, he roasts everyone. He roasts everybody. But not in those words. Not in those words. He did say something about somebody not being a virgin. I was, yeah. I was like, okay, Disney Plus. Uh, so, and so they're like, and this is when Nora realizes, she was like, it's that damn doll. He didn't act like this before the doll. And she's like, I, I can sense that doll is evil. And then uh, Margot's mother, uh, I forget her name, and she was like, yeah, he started acting different. He's so nice. And then, he got this doll, now he's an asshole. So they go to get the doll and just kidnap 
uh, slappy, but they end up locking Harold in his basement accidentally. Accidentally, yes, not uh, which which isn't revealed until yeah. uh, uh, later. So the kids just think that they locked that their him parents in are yeah, murderers. That their parents murdered this boy, <laughs> but and then the house blows up. How did the house blow up? Or the basement blow up? Um. Oh, yeah, that part wasn't. Very was that clear supernatural? Because I remember the uh, the skull. So I think um, I think he was doing some magic shit, and then the house ended up uh, blowing up. Because after it blew up, uh, it's a fiery skull that pops out. So um, again, it was all supernatural. So after they see this, um, they end up stuck in this scrapbook while. Uh, Harold has possessed Justin Long's body, Mr. Brett, and he's out doing his own thing. And then we find out that Justin Long, the the real Justin Long, or Mr. Brett, uh, has been stuck in this scrapbook thing through the whole a whole series. So he's like, well, shit, uh, now I got company. So no, I, I, I did like that. I did like that. That was interesting, too, because then you get the dynamic of the teacher and the kids. And like, this, like and this episode first... is when all the kids come together. Yeah. If you, if yeah. you, if, uh, if you remember, because they were all going through their own little solo Separate journeys. interactions. Yeah. So, each time, yeah. So this one, I was like, oh, each one gets their book. Oh, you're Go Eat Worms. Oh, you're the mask. Oh, you're the, the uh, Polaroid. Then after they all had their own shit. They come together and it's like, okay, this the crew now. This the Scooby Gang. So I did like that. And so, this, this episode was one of my favorites too. For yeah, the, my mind's be, as well because of the cinematic aspect to it. Okay, on how Talk they about how it. they did everything and mm-hmm. how they kind of did a lot of a lot of camera tricks mm-hmm. to to warp the scenes. Oh, because they're in the the scrapbook dream world. Yeah. So they did have to do a little. Uh, yes, because I did like how they looked out and it's just into the abyss and shit. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So I did like it. And or when she went, when she went into the other page, mm-hmm. and that was oh, I do remember when, that. when Biddle starts tearing. Or uh, that was Isabel, right? Yeah. They're like, who's gonna do? It? Oh, yes. So that's mm-hmm. her. Like, oh no, mm-hmm. she's stronger than she looks mm-hmm. because that's when uh, we remember <laughs> when she had that mask. And she has to rush out of the the mm-hmm. the second page because. They're tearing it out of the book. I was gonna say you like Margot. I like I like Isabella. No, I like Margot, but I do like Isabella. I was like just Isabella. thinking about her because she like she gets badass. Like yeah. even on James's episode for the cuckoo clock, yeah, she's the one that bursts him open. And oh, the first yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 she, she, she hit uh, him she, with a bat. She hit him after, with the, oh well, yes. after the pool because she hit him with the uh, yeah the, the, uh, the oh yeah we didn't talk about all of yeah. that yeah, yeah she but. hits him with the the the, the cue ball. By yeah, accident, and he explodes. So in the cuckoo clock episode, we find out that each time J- uh, James went through the forest field, he made a duplicate. Yeah, These duplicates are evil and end up kidnapping the real James. So that's kind of a thing they've been looking for the real James. So I thought that was cool too, because then Isaiah and James got to have their moment and shit. Yeah, their like, best friend moment. Yeah, the, when like, they're how, like down there. How could you tell it was me? Like yeah. I got my own shit going on. So I'm like. All right, y'all gonna give us this Dawson Creek shit, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm drinking, I'm smoking. Uh, let's have at it. It was a Sunday. I didn't have shit. I had just did my laundry. That's when I had just uh, met you guys at uh, Spokes, and then you had told me about it that yeah. Sunday. Oh, and I was, okay. uh, that yeah. Sunday, I was like, oh, let me watch it. So yeah, I was invested. So re- um, reader beware. That's the one we're on. Okay, so that one was cool. So Night of the Limit Dummy. Oh, okay. So I was confused in Night of the Living Dummy and Reader Beware. Reader Beware is when they find the scra- scrapbook. But Night of the Living Dummy is when they get stuck in the scrapbook because that's when Mr. Bratt tells the teams about Harold Biddle and his house, bringing them closer to discovering the truth about who's responsible for what's hunting Port Lawrence. So we kind of got those two episodes. Yeah, we, we jumped ahead yeah. with a couple of things. 
But it's pretty much the same thing we just explained. So <laughs> at this point, they're actually stuck in the the scrapbook, but we get to find out the origins of Scrappy and how Harold got him and and um and then all that good shit. And so, is that the episode where where they actually introduce the uh, magician? The the the. Uh, Biddle, or was was it Biddle that was the real person haunting? No, Biddle. No, no, no. The 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 uh, Biddle was just a kid. Yeah, and, and then is this the episode where they they point out who is actually haunting Biddle? Yes, that was Night of Living Dummy. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of hinted at, but we don't. And then, well, he's he's not. He's been uh, coerced by Slappy, so Slappy put somewhat of a spell on him or some shit. So. Between Reader Beware and Night of the Limit Dump, Lit, Living Dummy, fuck, I cannot speak this evening, <laughs> is where we find out all the backstory shit. So to episode seven, give give yourself goosebumps. The group makes, a dis- makes new discoveries about Harold Biddle as they search for a way out of their new reality and back to the real world. In the meantime, Nora travels to her remote cabin to keep an old uh, horror at bay. So, um, by this time, they're, they're trying to get out of the scrapbook and they're finding out more about uh, the backstory. And it's all revealed uh, by this point what they're actually looking for in the present. So, the main uh, mission from Biddle, who's possessing Justin Long's character, uh, Mr. Brat, is he's trying to find Slappy. So, the. Back in 1993 or whenever, was it 93 when they in high school? Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool because that's when the book series came out. Yeah, they like ah, they okay. do like a 90s twist on it, but it's mm-hmm. still modern because they have phones. It's very technologically like advanced, mm-hmm. you know, like as far as when you go into people's houses and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So this is when, uh, again, like I was saying, uh, we find out more about what the actual uh, plot of the show is. Because we don't know, because they keep saying, uh, where is he, where is he? But we don't know exactly what they're looking for. So this is when we found out that Nora, or everybody that was involved, they ended up stealing uh, Slappy because he was evil. And then they went to, Nora has kept him. So everybody else doesn't know where Slappy is, but Nora's trying to hide him in this cabin. But somehow Mr. Brat finds her. Uh, I forget the details on that, but he's, Reunited with Slappy, um, he, he eventually. How did he, he find him? He finds him uh, through Lucas because Lucas ends up finding oh. the eye and turning it into a keychain. So yeah, he ends and he's up already seeing possessed. Yeah. Okay. So yes, uh, Lucas made a key a keychain out of the eye of Slappy. So when he sees it, he pretty much can. He realizes that this is Nora's son. So he's like, "Oh, Nora must have Slappy." So he ends up finding out where the cabin is. Oh, and this is pretty cool too. That's why Nora was one of the first ones possessed. Mm -hmm. No, Nora wasn't possessed. She was. Yeah. Nora, Nora, uh, Nora was the one that knew Slappy was evil. You're right. Yeah. So, um, so they go to the cabin. Mr. Brat goes to the cabin, or Harold. Possessing Mr. Brat goes to the cabin and uh, to get Slappy back. So this episode, what did you like? Did you like anything particular about this episode? Besides, I did like the the because I love those cabin in the woods movies. So I did like the isolation of it. So I knew we were getting ready for a good 
climax, I should say. Mm-hmm. I did like where the show was going at this point. Honestly, I didn't like this episode. It was just a little too slow for me, but... <laughs> Maybe because it was slow as well, I liked it. Because yeah. at this point, the parents are on board now. So it's pretty much revealed that the kids tell the parents that they know what's going on. The parents are like, all right, we're just going to tell y'all the whole story. So uh, the past meets the future. And and then it's, and again, not everything is completely revealed at this point. But, but we know it's more supernatural forces at stake, which is revealed more in episode eight you can't scare me upon returning to the real world the teens race to Nora's cabin to save her from an old friend yes so this is when the parents yes. and them get together mm-hmm. and uh i like this one. this is when everyone starts believing nora yeah, yeah. because like they, she's oh they oh because oh, she was committed yeah. they put her in yeah. there margo's mom's the one that put her in there yeah yes. i forgot about that see y'all jogging uh, yeah. I, I, I was just thinking about that I forgot right now about yeah. that. So when um, there's that's, a, that's, in, in the, that's go- the part that confused me on when, when I thought she was possessed because they they admitted her. No no no, she was possessed because in the Go Eat Worms episode they ended up fucking up a bunch of shit. Yeah. Uh, running from the worms, they like yeah. fuck up this factory. So when the police get there, they're like, "What happened, Nora?" And she tells them the truth, and so they commit her. And then Margot's mother is like, "Listen, we know you're not lying, but you know you just." Just think about the kids. Stop yeah. taking these pills because her other friend that they went to school with is the doctor. So she's yeah. the one giving her the medication, keeping her sedated. Which and, wasn't uh, that Margot's mom? No, no, no. Margot's mom was the one that told her not to take the pills. It was actually, oh, okay. I believe it's um, it's either Isabel. I think it's Isabel's mom because she was in the medical. It's either Isabel's mom or Jane's mom. Yeah, it's mom. Isabel's mom because she's she's always going to work as a nurse. As a nurse? Yeah. Well, well then I, she can't prescribe pills as a nurse. It might no, be. No, they're in the insane asylum, so she's just giving her the pills, you know, in a cup. And then she ends up stopping taking because them. Because I thought she actually went to talk to, like, the office. I remember wearing, like, a coat. So it's either Jane's mom or Isabel's mom. I'm yeah, not sure. It's one, one of, of it's one of their moms. <laughs> but it's somebody she went to high school with. So they end up committing her because they don't want the truth getting out because they, in all their minds, they killed this boy. And nobody yeah. knows they're involved. So they figure if this gets out, then all their they're lives. They're terrified of being convicted of murder. Yes, and... exactly. So it doesn't, not all is revealed at this point, but we... Uh, Margot mom convinces Nora to stop taking the pills and she's like yes I believe you but now the kids are the only thing that's important so now the peril the stakes are are, are uh, raised mm-hmm. and all that shit so by this time oh uh, yes I'm heavily invested in the show at this point because yes. now I'm like I think some people might actually die in this motherfucker and yes and and we don't I didn't mention it but um Nora is having an affair with Margot's dad, the, yes. the, the, yeah. the guidance counselor. Yeah. And Lucas takes a picture of them in yeah. the beginning and is like, oh, so, where were you? So we don't know this, but then, so again, I did like a, I did like that because it gave me a more of an adult thing to pay attention to. Yeah. So I did like Which how that. Which is one of the things that they actually did for the series is, mm-hmm. well, okay, so none of the parents are in the books. Okay. Yeah, so any dynamics you see with parents and stuff like that, that's not in the books. So, so they, was, they wanted to make it so like it was more family can watch it. Because I was going to say, they got to put that in there. Cause, well, it's Disney. Because the, the, yeah. the parents going to have to watch this with their kids a hundred times a, a week. So like, yeah, let's just put this. Um, drama, yeah, put the drama in it. Because again, when I'm watching, I'm like, this is there's a fair divorce, risque for Disney, yeah. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh yeah, well shit, parents do gotta watch this shit a hundred times in in a row. But no, I did like that. I did. It was all well acted and it was mature. 
that's what I liked about it. So uh, what we what we don't know is uh, eventually Margot's mother goes away to Seattle, and then that's when Nora, uh, which is Lucas' mom, and then um, I forget. Is it Margo's, Victoria? Victoria is her name. I don't know if that's uh, his mom or uh, James's mom or Margot's mom is Victoria. One of them. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. Let's just say that. And then the guidance counselor, I forget his name. But anyway, they're having an affair just because she left and he can sense that she's keeping secrets because uh, Margot's mom didn't grow up in the town. I mean, I'm sorry. Margot's dad didn't grow up in Port Lawrence. So he doesn't know. Yeah. So he's pretty much out of the loop. But they're, all the other kids' parents are from Port Lawrence. So they, they're all the ones that, that are involved. So, yeah, this episode, the stakes get a little higher. Um, and I did like it. But this is probably my favorite episode. Oh, no. No, it's not. Number 10 is my favorite. Is uh, this where, well, this episode is where, where they're in the cabin, right? Yeah, where they're And um, at where, the end, Justin Long is trying to hunt her down. You can't scare, yeah, that's when they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're yeah, she, they're in the cabin. This is the one where they actually kill Slappy. So where this they're is the, running through the uh, They're running through the woods. And they're Nora, running through the Nora woods. has Slappy. And, um... Who is hanging off the side of the cliff? It was Isaiah. It was Isaiah. So they're running through the the woods. They're trying to get to Nora. They're trying to get to... They're trying to catch up to Mr. Brat, who's chasing Nora, who has Slappy. So they all meet up on this precipice. Uh, Isaiah ends up falling over. And so they're trying to convince Harold, who's possessing Brat. Yeah. Mr. Brat, that listen, we know you're a good guy. The um, Slappy possess you. You're, you were our friend. We're sorry for how we treated you. Just do the right thing. So then the spirit of um, Harold is a convinced by something his parents say, like, we love you. Because when they're in the scrapbook, the kids. Yeah. It's a, it's like a saying that the magician says, right? No, no, no. Because remember oh. when they meet the parents uh, and they're like, oh, that's it. It was, it was they said, we're waiting the for book. you. Yeah. yeah. So they're, uh, they said something to, was it Margo? It was Margot because yeah. he, uh, he's the, they, their parents said they're waiting for Harold and, and said like a key word to her that, that they're waiting that, on it. Oh, oh, only, you're talking only about the dead parents. Yeah, the you're dead parents. About Biddle, yeah. the Biddle's parents. Biddle's parents. So yeah, oh, I forgot okay, what he yeah, called yeah. him. Uh, he had a nickname for him, a uh, hair bear. Was that his nickname? No, I don't think so. I don't. I can't remember what it was. I think he called him Hair truth, Bear, though. but he said they're they're waiting for you. They re, they refuse to pass over. Yeah, until, but whatever whatever nickname it was, that, I think that it was Hair Bear. Said then, yeah, they. That's when that's when he finally. And then he does the right thing and throws Slappy over the cliff, and then you see his spirit come out of Mister Brat and reunite with his parents, and then it is a nice moment where Margot's mom whom they had a little high school crush, they actually get to see each other and, you know, say, you know, yeah, I'm it Yeah, it was a big moment for the mm-hmm. parents, that mm-hmm. episode, for so sure. They, so they, they got that closer. They meet on the side of the road, like, and that's where they really meet them, is that side of the road. It's Isabella and James. Yes, yeah. And Margo, I think. And oh, I think Margo and Isaiah, they already went um, Yeah. Chasing. Oh, okay, they're already gone. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the because Isaiah's dad is there, and there's... Mm-hmm. Everybody's there. Yeah, but Nora... And then, um, Nora, and then (laughs) (laughs) my phone been going off this whole time. Don't nobody ever call me any other time on a Friday night. Nobody ever hits me up. All of a sudden, we doing we doing hot nerd shit, and we all popular all of a sudden. But I did like the closure for the parents, and and at this point, I thought I didn't know where the show was gonna go. So this was which episode is this? Is this eight? 
Because I think this is the one that I caught up on. And then it was only two episodes left. So after that, it was Night of the Living, Living Dummy 2. So this episode I did like because it was more character study. We'll get into, at this point, Margo and Lucas have got a little relationship thing going. Yeah, Isabella is crushing on Isaiah. Uh, James and his crush doing his thing. And this is why I like James, because he was breaking it all down. He's like, so it's okay for you to have a crush. He's telling this to Isabella. It's like, it's okay for you to have a crush on uh, James as long as you know that he's in love with his neighbor and she's in love with him. But they'll never be together. They just like the idea of being together. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this is my high school kid breaking yeah. the shit down. <laughs> but it's true because I'm I'm getting the will they want they vibes. But then I kind of like... Very, very Ross and Rachel. Yeah, very Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Chandler. Uh, so I, I did, I did like that. And, and again, I'm like, this shit, where are we going with this? But I'm thinking it's the last episode. So I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. And then at this point it's revealed that Biddle, who, who is also a writer, he's a teacher, English teacher, yeah. but he wants to be a writer. So he, after the whole ordeal is done, he and wrote, we, and he we wrote get, a book about but, the yeah, entire situation. Cause we get some of his backstory and this is when we find out he's struggling. He's an ants. He's, uh, uh, he inherited the Biddle place. Yeah. Uh, so this is how he comes into play altogether. He was, he was a Feld writer. Mm -hmm. and... So he ends up telling the story starting from, um, I guess, when he got into Port Lawrence and he tells the whole story and he sends it off to uh, publishing and they pick it up, but they say they don't like the ending. So he has to come up with a new ending. So this convinces him to resurrect Slappy mm -hmm. to get his ending. And so... I was kind of thinking this isn't really happening. I thought maybe after after they say they knew the new ending, I thought the rest of the show was just going to be him making it up in his head. But no, it's, it, it's pretty much revealed that he does resurrect Slappy. And so when we thought it was over, is it, we back on it. And so I'm going to read the synopsis. Cause the teens go on a road trip to Seattle and they plan to stay with Margo's mom. In the meantime, Mr. Bratt writes a fictional version of the happenings in Port Lawrence and will go to great lengths to find the perfect ending. And so when he resurrects Slappy for the second time, this is when we find out about the uh, uh, magician mm -hmm. yes. uh, and his relationship. So he pretty much, he needed um, people to be dummies. And so the, 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 and Biddle's ancestor uh, was, um, he had a circus or a carnival or something, mm -hmm. but he was failing and struggling. So he ended up, did he buy Slappy? And uh, then he, he made him. No, he, he, made, he ended up coming into a, a, like a carnival. It was a carnival. I yeah, said circus. It was, it was like a carnival. And he ended up helping the guy who was running the carnival. Yeah, the musician. And the, yeah, and, and he... The guy that was running the carnival ended up making a dummy for him to trap him name? in. Uh, Mahar, I think. Mahar? Or is that the magician or is that? Yeah, I believe that's, so, that's well, like the spirit and everything. Because he, he's pretty much the voice of Slappy that we hear. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's like uh, possessing. He's the yes. one that's in Slappy. He so, is Slappy. yeah, they end up doing a, a spell on him that puts him inside. So Because he's evil. Because he's evil. So yeah. Slappy needs his human body. What does he need? Oh, he needs his human body, so um, Justin he could he pretty much forces Justin Long to, to build, dig bidding. him up. But uh, where did he find the body? Because I mean, it was like a capsule or something. But he dug him up, said the words, and so now the ma magician. Yeah, I don't remember where he found it. 
I guess it must have been close to Port Lawrence. Uh, maybe that's why the, that land is so significant because that's where he was buried or something like that. But I, again, I did like this episode because it gets more into the teenage, uh, their backstories, their relationships, and, and things like that. And the and the, by this time, we're more familiar with the characters, so their actions and decisions. And, and then you finally finally sense. learn who's actually inside the the dummy, mm-hmm. who's inside Slappy. Is yeah, is the magician, and so he gets his real body. And so this episode, I'm going to talk about because I keep. This is my favorite. This yeah. is my favorite. I this, like epi- this, this episode is actually very hard. Number yeah. ten, the last episode. Welcome. Yeah. Okay, so well, no, uh, we forgot. Uh, in Which episode one? nine, isn't that where they also pode- possess Justin Long's dead dog? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because oh, uh, yeah, because a dog is acts sort of like a bodyguard or like an enforcer. So yeah. when he doesn't want to do nothing, the dog gets all yeah, uh, which kind of reminded me of the intro yes, to the Goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. So when I see that, I'm like, is that a callback? <laughs> if you remember the intro to Goosebumps with the with the fucking slapper theme song, da, 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 da. there's a uh, a scene where the dog eyes start glowing. So I think they kind of played on that with this poodle. But um, so episode ten, who was uh, by the way taxidermied on his wall when it came alive? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so it's his grandmother's dog that he's supposed to take care of. So when we're doing his backstory, the dog is hit hits by a car. Yeah. So this is pretty much when he's out on his luck. Uh, and when he moves to Port Lawrence, he just has his clothes and his damn dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just so happens that they, this is how he can, what do you want most? I think that's what he, uh, what the musician yeah. has. Uh, um, what do you want most? And he ends up resurrecting his dog, which is a cute little poodle. But when he gets mad, he has a little demon face and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, he has fangs and everything. He's evil <laughs> as fuck. So I thought, yeah, I thought that was cool. So the last episode, Welcome to Horrorland, which is my favorite episode, the one I've been wanting to get to. The the teens return from their Seattle trip to discover that their loved ones are in grave danger and they must band together to save Port Lawrence from the new evil that is taking over the town. So. The magician is pretty much picked up where he left off, possessing people, turning them into real life dummies. Yeah. And so I like this episode because it, it takes on like the invasion of the body snatchers type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To where they think they're talking to their parents, but they're really dummies, but the kids can't see it. Um, but the, they're trying to coerce them to. Because this is what I like about this episode. They built this big ass pyre, this tower, mm-hmm. and he needs. The magician needs so many souls to gain power. So I thought this was cool. So I'm like, damn, this is he, he needed the souls shit. to open another dimension. Oh, is that what he was doing? Yeah. Okay, I thought he was trying to gain power for himself. But yeah, but so he needs all these souls. And so he ends up getting damn near everybody except for Isaiah and Mark. Because he got Lucas. He got... I think the only people he didn't get was... There were like Isaiah, three of them James. that he didn't get. He got... A, yeah, he got... A, he got well, he got damn near everybody, but a few people he didn't get that were actually uh, not these dummies. But I do like this episode because it shows the antagonist actually has power. He's uh, actually evil. He's not some misunderstood character. It's very like mm-hmm. high a hierarchy. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you see the hierarchy of so it. So like like he's like been the, the one controlling and, everything. Yeah. So again, we really don't know the genesis or origins of all the supernatural shit or why any of this is even happening or why Slappy wants to do anything or why the the magician wants to do anything but it's revealed that he needs so many souls to open this dimension and they burn on this tower and I did like they built this um, 
it's a it's a tower and it's like a oh shit like a spiral it almost looks like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, I, I yeah. was thinking well, that too. And, <laughs> and each layer has people with their uh, in their dummy faces. Well, do you remember when uh, the magician goes back to his history mm-hmm. and how he got the the power in the first place? Oh, was when he was he was, in, sh- he he was, was shot in war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was about to die, and he ends up coming across that cave and finding all of those scrolls so, on the wall. So I did. That say- tower was actually in that shot when he's I did not in there. That. Okay. It's the it's the main centerpiece between all of the wording inside the building. This is why you're here. Mm-hmm. See, this is why you're here. I, I I I did not remember that, but I did say that the. Uh, that the villain wasn't misunderstood, but I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So his reasoning for doing everything, which is a dumb reason, but he's actually trying to help people because he says people aren't scared of anything. So he wants to show them horror so they're act decent again. Mm-hmm. So he's like everybody's desensitized. Like it's like yeah. government. So this is so he's like, oh, what? He had a cool line like, I'm gonna show them horror so then they then they want love or something like that. So I'm like, all right, that's a little twisted. So how he gets his power, like you were explaining, uh, you want to explain it? How to, okay, how he gets his power is they're off in World War. I forget which war it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they ever even mention it. Okay, war yeah. it some was. innocuous yeah. war, and he ends up getting shot. And as he's dying, he's in a foreign land, but he reads the the scripture, and as he reads it, his his wounds heal, and then um, yeah, he suddenly has these powers, and he and then. He finds whatever whatever scripture he reads ends mm-hmm. up possessing him. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he just becomes this this de- not deity, in the cave, but right? This, With the, yeah, yeah. In the like cave. all the fire and everything because mm-hmm. he lights it. And then... But then I forget where they did they say where they were at either, or did they keep it vague? I, I think they mm-hmm. did say it at one point, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, yeah. So the war is vague and the location is vague, but yeah. So this is how he gets his powers. I forgot to mention that. I just didn't want to. Go in too many in the spoilers, but uh, go watch the show. I like it. But so the, the it was vi- a great show. The villain does have somewhat of a motive, but it's just kind of like that uh, movie villain's uh, motive. So it's cool. I mean, I didn't expect to agree with him or anything. The, I, the music on the show is actually really. I good I do like too. the music as well. The soundtrack was great. Mm-hmm. So at the end of this episode, what happens is they uh, the, the 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 surviving. Uh, characters that have not been turned into dummies, they confront the uh, magician and they end up casting a spell on him. Or uh, to re- um, did they put him back in the slappy or does he just go away? Oh, I forgot how exactly how it ended, but Isaiah ends up getting shot somehow. Now I don't think about who the fuck had a gun. <laughs> I <should've laughs> took notes on that. It was it it was uh, they they ended up saying the same. They, I, I remember they said the, the same the same scripture that gave him his powers in the first place. Oh, that's what happened. So he ended up dying, and he had the gun when yeah, he reverted because, back to his because uh, it t- it went back to the the demons that were coming out of the ground. Yeah, were, were whoever he was fighting and, in the war, and they were yes, and then they started taking him away. So it was reminiscent of the fire people we seen when Isaiah was having his um when he was yeah. on the football field. So the the people with the fiery faces they came for. Um, the main villain, I forget his name. Mahar. Mahar. They yeah. came for him and he had his gun because he was back in his World War mm-hmm. whatever garb and he shoots it and is going at, is about to hit Margot, but then Isaiah yeah. jumps in front of it and 
he he gotta, pretty, gotta be a captain save a hoe. Had, <laughs> he said it not me. <laughs> yeah, she for the slap the shit. Uh, and so it ends up Isaiah ends up dying. And I thought this was pretty touching because uh Margot does say something like, You're breaking my heart. You it's the one thing you're good at. You're so good at breaking my heart. You've been oh, breaking yeah, my heart. Yeah, she said now. that in the other episode. And too. I'm like, God damn. Uh, right you back to that like yeah, three, yeah. three episodes or something they say. But they but they really are friends and he proved it because she's always like, You're never there for me, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But mm-hmm. he proved that he actually cared about it. He took a bullet for it. He gave his life for her because uh, Isaiah actually does die, and Margot not being able to accept it, she recites the words, and Isaiah comes back to life. He doesn't say anything, but we see him come back to life. And when he comes back to life, uh, Mr. Brat, just alone character, looks in the mirror, and now we see the magician. It gives is his reflection. Yeah, and it, it seems like it's kind of a dream, not knowing yeah. if it's real or not. And so that's setting up hopefully a season two. Yeah, so we're, we're, so like, I'm hoping so. On, I'm really so. hoping so. So what do you think they'll go with it in season two? I think that's a tough one. Well, so you do do you think that that actually happened with the mirror and all of that? Or well, is, it, it would have to because I, because when she recited those words. Mm-hmm. She brought back the power, so maybe there's there's something that happened with the the main villain that there was some other type of magic in it that when she brought brought uh, Isaiah back, mm-hmm. that it also brought him back. See, I was thinking that this is still Brat's writing, so I don't know if season two is going to reveal. I that. don't think that it's going to go you that think, way. Okay, no. that's just what I think. No, okay. I don't think so. Yeah, because I feel like that part is just like saying that there is like good in people, and uh, you can maybe like bring back someone like out of the good of your heart instead of out of evil. I'm still. I, I, still, I hope. I hope it goes some other but way. But see, though. I still. I still think on on what she's saying is mm. that. It's also a thing of where all your actions have a consequence. All your actions do have a True. consequence, yeah. yeah. So by her bringing him back, the consequence was him coming back as well. Very R.L. Stein, though. Like, it, yeah. If it and so then, then, that way. so then, yeah. So in season two, we'll have, oh, maybe they have a decision to make. Like, oh, we can stop all this evil, but then Isaiah's going to have to die. Again. Yeah. So that, that, oh, that can raise the stakes a little bit. Okay. I, I, I could go for that. I could go they for that. They have 62 books to go off of. They only, like, for this. Season alone, they only did like four, took from like four or five. Yeah, because some of those weren't 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 directly from the book, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I mean, well, the, like I said, the p- parent dynamic was just extra for you know Disney, and then uh, you know, so like you said, the parents can watch it and like have a familiarity with like a character. So I do hope we may get the piano one, uh, maybe. Cause that's that's my favorite one. So if they can work that in there, I know we can't work in the tower. Maybe they go to London on a field trip or something, yeah. and we can work in the tower shit. I and maybe that might reveal yeah. more about the the war. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay, where, where it came D- from. Disney, like, we yeah. got some ideas. Call us. We're right season two out this motherfucker. So all in all, we can all agree we love the show. Yes, definitely want a season two. So my favorite episode was ten and uh, two. Yours was one. One and eight. Eight. Which one was eight? Or was it was it eight? The 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 one where they all are trapped in the book with Justin Long. Oh, that's uh um Night of the Living Dummy. Those those two are my my okay. top two. And yours? 
the cuckoo clock definitely and then that's one of yeah them. number 10 i mean everything comes out so so i did like number 10 because this one it, it actually did get pretty pretty freaky pretty scary like when them bodies mm-hmm. looked like they was on yeah. fire and shit and he had the, that pyre with that tower of people yeah that shit was pretty i was like okay and then then y'all shot the brother so i'm like oh damn isaiah Y'all gotta shoot the only when, black kid. When, like, when that happened, I looked at her and I was like, they had to shoot, get the token black guy. They had to shoot the black dude. They did it. But he come back and I'm like, oh shit. Gun violence. We can't escape it. But uh I all in all though, I did like the show. I like what they did with it. Even me being an old jaded motherfucker. I was like, you know, this is cute. That's that that's what I like about it. I, yeah. This is cute. If I had I, I could watch that with like if I had like a twelve year old kid or like my nieces yeah. and nephews or something. I but could compared see to it. the nineties, what did you guys think? That shit was that shit actually scared me in the nineties. I ain't gonna lie. That shit was kinda, kinda <laughs> we were yeah, a little I, younger. <laughs> I have I have the conversation with Victoria all the time about uh Goosebumps, mm-hmm. Are You Afraid of the Dark, mm-hmm. Tell oh, from I'm the sure Crypt. I'm, I'm sure you must sweat and, and yeah, it's it's I don't get like how we some, of, some of these, our parents allowed us to watch So them. I actually wasn't allowed to watch Tales from the Crypt. It's just I would stay up later than my mom, so she <laughs> couldn't tell me to turn it off. But no, she didn't She didn't like that. She didn't like none of... Uh, yeah, don't, let, watched, don't let them demons in the house. That was we, her. That we was watched all, Tales from the Crypt. That was all the devil. We went back and watched Tales of the Crypt like a year ago or something like it's that. It's just funny, though. It was, it's like porn. Yeah, it was a softcore porn yeah. in every Seriously, single episode. Like, so, what the hell? So maybe wonder? that's why I was uh, yeah, so enthralled. But yeah. I did love freaking like the Dollhouse episode. and I just like the Crypt Creeper. Like, oh, yeah. I like... Uh, the Crypt Creeper was tight. Yeah, So cool. I, I think... I think that's why my mom didn't like it because she's like, oh, that's the devil. But I'm, nah, he's funny. He's telling jokes. And and oddly enough, that was one of my. I I, I actually credit that as one of the things that got me into the the, the genre, just media, storytelling, movies, shows, yeah, uh, uh, especially of that nature of that genre. That because it, it was it was. Yeah, it was entertaining. It was. It's funny. like one of those nostalgic things. Yeah, for me. like it just yeah. takes me back, like because we didn't have cable, and so it was me on neither. Nick at Night, right? Me neither. So, uh, and so like I'd go to my grandparents' house, and then. And like, then, are you afraid there. of the dark snake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna show you, uh, 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 show you my sweater. But thank you guys both for being here. I thank actually you. gotta go. Thanks for having us. I actually gotta go to a birthday party, and you guys have a fun day tomorrow. Happy, oh shit! Happy birthday, whoever's birthday yeah, I was gonna it say, is. We the Crown Victors had a birthday. Happy belated. Thank you for blessing me with your presence. Thank you. Uh, happy birthday! It's actually a few people's birthdays. So I'm gonna give shout outs so y'all don't say I don't care about y'all. It's actually my BFS birthday. Happy birthday, Day Day. It's my homegirl K birthday. Happy birthday. And it's my homegirl Shannon birthday. We're going to go uh, uh, meet up at uh, in Tower at Spoke Easy's. And uh, it's like a cold party at the at the Labyrinth, uh, the Labyrinth Art, Art Collective. And I actually want to mention that because they're having a uh, GoFundMe. I, don't, I, I think it's something to do with the building. Uh, I think they need renovations or, or, or something like that. It's something happen, happening happening. With that building and with the uh, labyrinth, help, help keep them run or something. So, yeah, like that. so help them, help them keeping them busy. And this is what's important. This is like a, a hub, hollowed ground for mm-hmm. uh, tower creative people, artists, rockabilly shows, rockabilly. they rock always shows, goth shows, comedy shows, or al- even for Jacob BKR. Yes, they always yeah. give you a venue, a space, opportunity for people to uh, exercise there, and and it's in. I know in most cities, yeah, every corner is something like that. But in Fresno, we're barely getting our wings uh, sp- uh, spread in that aspect. So I, uh, 
the Labyrinth is a place I really do like. We actually did a live show there for Black Audacity and actually went there to go see the Rocky Horror uh, Picture Show when they did the the cast, uh, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. one of those. They have the uh, comedy shows. Yes, they had the mm-hmm. comedy shows too. I'm always at work when they go and they have the 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 baddies and daddies of Tower. Yes, the so you can calendar. get those calendars. I always missed, I was going to do it this year, but I but I missed the, 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 the day. Uh, yeah, I wanted to do it this year <laughs> too. Uh, next year, 2025, we, we got to do, do that it. shit. And um, yeah, so I, I try to post a link or something, but on my Instagram, uh, go go check them out. They're, they're in Tower. Shouts out to uh, Alicia. Shouts out to uh, Spoke Easy too. We're going to be there tonight. And so this has been another episode of the Holiday the 13th podcast. Uh, listener beware. Oh, see what I did there. Oh, go ahead. Also wanted to say, if you're not from Fresno and looking for things to do in Fresno, check out the world-famous Do Work podcast. We interview uh, local artists, restaurants, and so on. And you can always find out what's going on in Fresno or new musicians and restaurants. Who hosts that podcast with you? Uh, Scientific. Okay. And Do Work podcast. Y'all going to have me on there? Yes. All right. I'm going to be on that Do Work podcast where, where we do work. So, um, yeah, check that out. Do Work podcast, Burst Dash Media, Junk in the Trunk. Anything else you want to shout out, Crown Vic, before we get up out of here? No. Thank you for having me on here. Oh, well, thank you for being here. Go ahead. Also, December the 13th, uh-huh. the world-famous Do Work podcast is having our live 50th episode at Full Circle. Oh, okay. We have uh, Migos of Comedy. Um... T.A. The Handful, uh, a couple other people, and some special guests performing. We're going to have vendors out there and live food. So that's December 13th. December 13th. Uh, um, um, Wednesday, um. December 13th, and then you can get your tickets. Uh, uh, Live Nation, I believe. Live Nation. I was going to say, you, you, you send me the info you know? so when I upload this, uh, I'll add that. I will. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys both for being here. It's been a long time coming. It won't be the last time. We'll be back before season two because uh, we're going to have some shit to talk about because uh, there's some movies and shit coming up. We got our nerd shit we got to talk about. I still ain't watched Ahsoka. Uh, I've been working like a slave. But uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Goosebumps. This has been the Goosebumps series review with Burstash and Crown Vic. We up out here to boy John Holiday. As always, uh, be good, speak truth, make beautiful decisions, and stay dangerous, motherfuckers. We Free up Palestine. out here. Free <laughs> Palestine. Free Palestine. Well, okay.